0: This is the Sportable Podcast. Hey y'all, it's uh, Josh Sloan coming at you with another episode of the Sportable Podcast. I am very excited because we've got something new that we have not done on the show yet. And that is a youth athlete or, well, a teenaged athlete. A, I don't know, I don't know if she prefers youth. You know, sometimes that's more of a kid thing, but um, certainly younger than anybody we've had before on the show. um, So I am excited about that. I am Josh Sloan, if I didn't say that already. I'm the volunteer and outreach coordinator with Sportable. And I am also the host of this podcast. And with me today is Taylor Brooks. Um, Taylor, how long have you been an athlete with Sportable?
1: I've been with Sportable for about a year.
0: So about a year. So not that long. Cool. Um, and how old are you?
1: I'm 16.
0: 16. So yeah, definitely, definitely younger than any other guest we've had. So that you (laughs) you can put that as an accolade in your resume that you're the youngest guest ever on a podcast that's only had like six or seven guests. Um, cool. Well, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, um, You know, some stuff you do is Sportable, what you do outside of Sportable, um, where you go to school, if you go to school, anything like that.
1: So I go to Lee Davis High School. Um, I like to do basketball and uh, cycling with Sportable. That's the sports I play. Um, I love hanging out with friends outside of everything. I just love spending time with people, family, friends, um, doing new sorts of like adventures and all sorts of things.
0: Nice. Um, so would you be a sophomore at Lee Davis?
1: Um, right now I'm a junior, so next year I'll be a senior.
0: Oh, cool. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, how is how is school? Are you able, I know that you're not physically in school, um, are you able to keep up with your studies? Are you still, are, are, you, like, are you doing like Zoom calls with teachers or anything like that? I don't know how folks are handling that.
1: Yeah, so we have um, paper packets right now. So that's all of our classes. We have about three units in each packet for each class. And we do Zoom calls. We can text the teacher and ask them questions. They post videos of how to do the questions and resources you can use. So it's like being in school, but not at all.
0: Interesting. Um, Do you find that you're still... I don't know, learning anything. Like it's, I, I would, I'm sure your, your teachers are doing a great job, but I mean, I would just, I, I think that it's hard to do anything productive right now. Um, You know, let alone as a teenager learning, you know, when I think it can be tough to be motivated for school, even when you have to go to it, you know, let alone doing it from home.
1: Right. Cause I don't, I used to wake up at the same time, get ready, go to school. And now I just wake up and think, should I do some school today or what should I do? Well,
0: hopefully you're doing a little school every right. day, I'm sure. <laughs> um, well, outside of school, how's, how are things going? Are you able to, um, you know, stay active at all? Are you doing any kind of like exercising or anything?
1: Yeah, so on Tuesdays, on my Zoom class we do, for basketball, we have some exercises that we do and we have a stationary bike at my house so that way I can still... Cycle because I wanna I don't wanna lose that when we start back cycling again, and just doing some exercising and walking around, you know.
0: Absolutely, yeah. So what kind of um cycle do you use? Do you use a upright bike or a hand cycle or?
1: I use a recumbent.
0: Okay, recumbent tricycle. Right. So for folks that don't know, that's a um, it's like a seated bike that you steer with your hands and pedal with your feet. Um. You've probably seen one around, but they're, they're very stable for folks that might have like, um, balance issues or mobility issues, but they're still able to use their legs to power a bike. That's kind of typically tends to be who uses that kind of, um, cycle. Uh, speaking of which Taylor, I don't really know much about your disability. What is the like nature of your disability? If you don't mind me asking.
1: Um, I transverse myelitis, so it's a spinal cord injury.
0: Gotcha, but that's something that um, comes from like a a diagnosis as opposed to like a traumatic event, right?
1: Um, I guess like what happened was I was walking and I got in the shower one morning and then I took three steps out the shower and fell and I was on the ground and I couldn't move my legs. Whoa. Yeah. Dang. So I was at St. Mary's for about a week and then transferred to the Children's Hospital of King's Daughters In Norfolk and got um, rehab there for about a month and a half.
0: And then you came home after that? Right. And then how long was it till you got to like start school back up and everything?
1: Um, I did homebound for the rest of my freshman year because that's when I fell. I fell freshman year. And Mm -hmm. then um, I went back in 10th grade and I've been at school ever since.
0: Gotcha and um so just to jump back to present day um other than like doing the zoom because so you you participate in the, the zoom calls with forrest and then you've got the stationary bike um are you like able to get outside at all like is it safe to go like is there so you live you go to um lee you say you went to lee davis yes sir so you're out in hanover right so are you is there? I imagine that where you live, you can go outside and not have to worry too much about other people because it tends to be kind of r- like more rural over there. Is that right?
1: Right. And I, I mostly kind of just stay and walk around the neighborhood. And I mean, we go out, but it's just sometimes it's not the safest to go to some places.
0: Yeah, of course. No, you definitely want to. If you do go outside, it's definitely best to try to stay as far away from people as possible and not. Right. Okay. Well. So you were back. So 10th grade, you're back in school or no. 11, yes. 9th grade, you were homebound. 10th grade, you're back in school. Um, when did you hear about Sportable? What, uh, you know, how did you learn about us? When did you actually come out and try something for the first time?
1: So when I was at CHKD, there was a girl there named Allie. Um, she was an occupational therapist and training And she was like, oh, my goodness, Taylor, you should really try Sportable. Um, I've been or I'm going to go work with them soon. You should really try it out. It's close to where you are and I think you'll enjoy it. And I was like, oh, really? So once I got out of CHKD and was back at home, I was still thinking about it. And I was nervous because I didn't play any sports before I fell. So I didn't know, you know, if I was going to like it or not and if people were going to be my age. But I went and I tried, and um, the first thing I did was cycling. And with cycling, you don't really have, like, you have a buddy with you, like a, a teacher, you know, to help you. But, like, with basketball, I really enjoy that because you have a team, and you, your team travels together, and you go and you do tournaments and all that. So I'm, I was really happy that she told me about it because it's so much fun.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And that's, I I think I know who you're talking about because you're talking about Allie Temple. Um, She was an intern with us during her occupational therapy school and now she's an OT um, and is still very much a part of the Sportable family, volunteers with us. Um, You know, we're all still very good. And actually, I think that I remember you first started to come because I think she came out and volunteered when you first did cycling. Is that?
1: Yeah, that's correct. That's right.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Well, I'm really glad that like those we always um, try to encourage our friends and volunteers that are um, occupational therapists or physical therapists to, or anybody in the healthcare community, if they if they you know meet somebody through their job that would be a good candidate for sport, We're always like trying to encourage them to tell people about us. Um, they could use our services, so it's really cool to hear that through that connection with Allie that that's how you um, you know came about doing this. Allie, if you're listening to this. Hello. Hi. Shout out to Allie. <laughs> um, well, that's cool. So, have you done anything else or just cycling and uh, basketball?
1: Um, I've just done cycling and basketball right now. Um, the well, It's the Rising Stars, I think that's what it's called. Um, the one that's going to yeah. come out. If we go back anytime soon, I would sign up for that. So, that's where you do a whole gotcha. bunch of different other things.
0: Are you able to do, other than the stationary bike, are you able to do any cycling um, at home?
1: Yeah, um, I have a little bike inside at home that I can ride. Cause it's, um, it has handles and everything. And it just sits there. And you have foot straps in it so that way I can stop my feet in and it won't fall out.
0: Gotcha. Very cool. Very cool. Um, well, you, you said that you you know, obviously you, you know, Allie, is there any other volunteers or coaches, um, at maybe basketball or cycling that you want to highlight that you think do a particularly good job?
1: Miss Megan. In four.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about Megan.
1: So Miss Megan is my coach. Um, she's really good at her job. And, um, she's just, she has a lot of patience. And you definitely need that with our team because we're crazy.
0: Right. For sure. I think you definitely need that with any, any, any coaching um, role. I know I give my rugby coaches a lot of grief because I can be, um, I can get pretty passionate (laughs) from time to time. Um, And you said, you said Forrest too?
1: Yeah. Forrest, he just, he helps with everything. He's very, trying to teach you new things and what you can use to improve and just trying to show you some new tricks and he hops in the wheelchair, even though he's not wheelchair bound at, at practice. And he's like, Oh, you could do this to um, go a little faster. And I'm really not good at backpicking and he tells me to backpick, but I, I really don't like to do it.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Can, can you tell, um, can you tell the audience what, I know what backpicking is, but not that many people do. Would you mind? Kind of, that's kind of a that's a, a strategy that's, all, that's pretty specific to wheelchair basketball and rugby, I think. So if you so back do your best, I can help yeah,
1: you. Yeah, I really, I don't know that much about it, but I can explain it a little bit. So backpicking is where you put the side, your big wheels to the front of the chair, I think. And then you kind of just stop them and stall them out and try to keep them on the other side.
0: Right. So if you've got the front court and the back court, um, you know, and somebody on your team gets the ball and takes the uh, the ball to, to the net that you're trying to score in, and then you transition to defense, if you can pick somebody on the backside of the court on the other, from the other team and keep them out of the play, a lot of times that's called a back pick. Um, and what Taylor means when she says the big wheel is in a wheelchair, basketball chair, or um, – a sports chair for that you to play rugby with too. When you give people the big wheel, those are like the wheels that you propel with, um, folks aren't able to be they can't really push past you because those wheels don't like the the way the chair set up, it just is kind of like immobile at that point. So it's like a really effective strategy. Chair positioning is a big part of um wheelchair basketball in terms of especially in terms of defense. Um cool. So, did you, um, have you given a chance to, like, go out to Dory Park and cycle? Is that where you do that?
1: That's where I normally cycle, yes.
0: And do you track your miles on Strava, or do you just kind of, um, you know, more recreational, just kind of get out and ride a little bit?
1: I just ride, um, sometimes we track it, but sometimes it doesn't load, because you're out there in the middle of the woods. So, um... I just like to see how far I can get and every week try to go a little bit farther than the week before.
0: Do you, by any chance, know what your longest distance is?
1: Um, 14 miles.
0: Dang, really? And that's in maybe like 45 minutes, probably. that That's pretty quick. <laughs> Do you know how far you went the first time you went out?
1: Uh, Probably two miles.
0: So you went from two... So from two to fourteen, that's that's a pretty good that's a pretty big improvement, I think.
1: Yes. <laughs> cool.
0: That's do, do you um get a chance to interact with our cycling coach much, Lucille?
1: Um, no, not really, because he's normally gone. I think. He oh
0: right, because you no, because you do the youth program, so You have a different coach. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Got it. Um, I think that what's cool for for me about cycling, uh, that's a program that i do is portable too Um, i'm also an athlete if if you didn't know that i think most of the people listening know that but um i like being able to like get outside and like you were saying like be out in the woods and stuff like that i think that's a really fun part of it do you was was like being outdoors and i don't know hiking or getting into nature and stuff like that was that something you liked um when you were able-bodied or is that kind of new to you as well
1: um. Yeah, I love getting outdoors. I love going to the beach, too. I just love, like, the smell of sand and salt, I think. But um, it's definitely different than when I was before. Like, when I didn't fall and I was walking, I guess, normally, then it was so easy to, like, breeze through the sand. But now I trip up and fall through it. It's, it's a mess.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of... um. A lot of beaches have, have these like big blue mats that they put out. Mm -hmm. Um, those tend to be really helpful. I mean, I can take my wheelchair out onto many of them, um, and not really have any problems. So they're definitely, they're definitely options for the beach, but yeah, you're right. It makes it a lot more complicated. (laughs) Have you, have you had a chance to try any like adaptive surfing or anything like that?
1: No, I've heard about it. Um, I watched Cole and Charisma's YouTube channel and Cole did it, I believe. And some people in my team have talked about it before.
0: Yeah, they do it. I'm sure they won't do it this summer um, because of the pandemic, but, but they do it every summer that it's called life rolls on. um, And that's a really fun event. You should, should check that out. That tends to be a really good time. There's a lot of people there, um, which also makes it fun. I think (laughs) you get to know some folks. Well, you said that, um, you traveled, uh, or I know you've done some, some tournaments with us, so have you been able to travel for those? Like, have you gone, like, up to Fairfax or something like that?
1: So we've been to Fairfax. We've been to Baltimore. We've been, we've been to Philadelphia and Charlotte. Yeah, we travel a little bit everywhere.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Um, what was your favorite tournament that you've been to this, this uh, season?
1: Um, I don't know all of them. I mean, I just like the team bonding cause we are like our team together is all new. So we don't have anybody who's really been on there except for two people for a long time. So we're all kind of just trying to see what we can do and try to all communicate better. So we didn't really win any games this season, but I'm sure when we go back, we'll hopefully be better than before.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, What was it like, I I assume, or, well, let me, let me, let me backpedal. Okay. Was it, was traveling to that first turn, like your first travel tournament experience, was that your first time like traveling, going on a long distance drive, staying in a hotel, like with a disability?
1: Yes. And it was. How was that? I was terrified because it didn't have any railings. Like at home, I have little railings that I can hold on to. the shower and I was like oh no hope I don't fall because that would be terrible and I mean I was just nervous the whole time and then at practice it it's kind of crazy from practice to our little team then to going out and you're like oh my goodness there's a lot of people and it's so intense and it was crazy but it was so much fun it was like an adrenaline rush
0: yeah that um it's interesting because I just you know I've just started playing rugby, I guess about the same time you started playing basketball mm-hmm. and did my first tournament, um, my first tournaments, <laughs> plural this year as well. And, and I can um, relate to a lot of the things that you're saying in terms of it, you know, you're, you're not used to how fast paced and competitive the games are that are played. Like once you actually get to a real tournament, if you've right. all you've done is, is practice with your local team um, and it can be super intimidating but you said it was kind of an adrenaline rush yeah can you tell me more about that
1: um I was terrified when we got to the hotel I like fell asleep right when we got to the hotel and the next morning I was like I don't know if I want to eat breakfast I'm so nervous and then we got out on the court and I was like oh no like I went blank I didn't know what to do so then I was just like watching my team. And I, I was like, oh no, I don't know what I'm doing. And then we were going down down the court and back up the court and it was crazy. But I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. And then I would get the ball and I, I didn't know what to do, so I would freeze. So I would throw it to somebody else on our team because <laughs> I would get so nervous.
0: Right. Did you um, Have you been able to score any points in any competitions?
1: um sometimes I can get a basket or two but that's if I'm lucky
0: right I I I hear you I hear you on that for sure um I think I've scored one point in rugby of course I play like a defensive position but yeah um well that's awesome I'm that's that's cool that you know through basketball you've been able to experience what it's like to stay in a hotel and stuff like that with a disability because that's speaking from experience, I was able-bodied for 24 years, I've been disabled for six. That's a really big like leap that can be really difficult to make. I I think that you said it perfectly in that it's scary. It's it's very scary. Um, And you said this too, my house is set up. I'm in my, you know, I'm in my house right now. My bed is set up perfectly the way that I want to use my bed. Um, Same with my shower, same with my sink. Right. You know, every, everything is in, is adapted for me, you know, same like the, the door handles everything. It all, it's all so that I can be as independent as possible. Then you go to a hotel and all of that just goes away. And so that can be a really intimidating process, but the more you do it, the better you get at it, the more independent it makes you. So I think it's a right. really <laughs> added benefit, you know, to traveling a lot. And also, I mean, next time you just want to, go on a vacation with your family, you'll know how to do it, you know? Right. Well, um, cool. Um, what's next? Okay. This is the question that I always can't think of how to say, right. Um, what's, what do you think like the, what does Sportable mean to you? I guess the question, like what, what is the impact had on you? Why do you like it? Why do you keep coming back to practice? Why do you, you know, do these uh, Zoom workouts during the quarantine? Like, what do you like about Sportable? What, what, What's the value it adds to your life?
1: Um, Sportable just gives me, like, an outlet. Like, I can hang out. I've met new people through it. I have made a ton of friends. Um, people I can count on. Um, you can do... Um, It's just like something that I always go back because everybody needs a team, I feel like, and with Sportable, we have a team, and it's nice to just have some good friends who you all are basically the same when you're in the chair. Everybody plays the same way. It doesn't matter what your disability is. You're all doing the same thing.
0: Is there any of these friends that you mentioned that you want to shout out by name? Maybe they'll listen to this.
1: Um, Hannah.
0: Hannah Smith, I assume you're talking about?
1: Yes, and Tyler Berry.
0: And Tyler Berry? Yeah. Well, um, we'll try to make sure that they listen to this so they can, they can hear the shout out for sure. <laughs> um, well, cool. That's really awesome. Um, before we kind of wrap things up, one thing that I like to do is this is being recorded on May the 1st. So it won't come out um, for a couple months just because I've recorded a lot of them. um, So they come out weekly. But um, I think folks right now could really use some things to help them pass the time. So I know you said you've been um, doing a lot of workouts at home and doing the uh, uh, stationary bike. But is there anything in terms of TV, uh, books, movies, uh, podcasts, other than this one, music, anything like that you could recommend for folks to check out um, while while we're all, you know, having a lot of free time on our hands?
1: Um, I've been watching a show on Netflix called All American. That's a really good show. And there's a show on Hulu called Nightwatch. That's like nurse, (laughs) but it's like real time. Ambulance and all that. So those are some really good shows to watch.
0: What's All-American about?
1: All-American is about a boy. Um, he, he was, like, in a bad part of town, and he had a lot of potential for football. And so one of the coaches moved him to another part of the town and he has succeeded really well in football and he's going to college for it. They've only made one season of that. So I have to.
0: Now, is this like a fictional or is this like a real person?
1: I honestly don't know. Fair enough. Nightwatch, that's a good one. You should look into that one.
0: That's but you said. That's like a, tell me what that one's about.
1: That's like EMT and firefighting police officers.
0: Oh, it's like, like, like the show cops, but for EMTs and, right. and firefighters. Oh, whoa, okay. I did not even realize that existed. That's cool.
1: It's in new Orleans. So it's crazy.
0: Oh yeah. There's, um, they've actually been having a tough time with the, I've got some very close friends that live in new Orleans and the, the pandemic is, is hit really hard down there. Right. Um, I think it's getting a little better, but I know that per capita, it was, it was like one of the worst places for a while.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, cool. Well, um, unless you have anything, like, is there anything uh, adaptive sports related or sportable related that we haven't talked about that you want to mention? I, um, I think that's about it for me, but if you got anything else you want to talk about, I am, I'm um, more than open to listen to it. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's totally cool um that's what I figured just like to make sure I don't want to miss anything in case there's any part of uh you know your story with us or whatever that you that you like to talk about but I mean I think we got everything I think it sounded great all right thank you all for listening that concludes another episode of the sportable podcast I am still your host Josh Sloan um uh, my guest this week has been Taylor Brooks um Taylor thank you so much for coming thank you for having me and um Hope everybody is staying safe, staying sane. Um, Taylor, hope the same to you. Enjoy the rest of your school year, even though it's a little different. Um, And hopefully we will see you back on the court when it is safe to do so. And hopefully that's sooner rather than later. Right. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this, Taylor. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. I will talk to you later. Dibble, 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 dibble,